What's up, everyone? This is Trey Van Camp, and you are listening to the Ministry Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Q and Trey and Jordan. This is a weekly show. I've been calling it Holy Matrimony, <laughs> but I really don't think it's been taking off. So I might just digress and just take my L. Not sure. But uh, anyways, welcome. We're trying to do this live, see how this looks, see how this works, and then we'll go through. So we kind of have some topics we want to talk about already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we totally will. We would love if you would... We see some people are live with us now, so feel free to comment anything, ask any questions. We'll give you a shout out and uh, just kind of answer through what you're going through. We got a, I got a lot of good feedback, by the way, from our podcast last week. Oh, yeah, good. I thought it was really fun. I liked it. Yeah, it was fun. You know what's really funny is both of us on our Instagrams today, we've seen a, a big trend where it says, uh, what is that? What's the phrase? Uh, say something you assume about me and I'll tell you if it's true. Yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. Like, talk about your assumptions about somebody. And so me and Jordan put it on our Instagram, like, hey, write like, what you assume. And maybe my friends have never seen that before and I didn't explain it well enough. I got zero comments about what they assume about me or us. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, so we're feeling great. This like, is... how do you get your followers to interact? I, I interact with them, so, you know, they should interact with me. Yeah, well, he, the thing is, I can't do stories very well because my microphones, or else I would have said, hey, guys, here's what this means. Can you please let me know? And made it more fun. Instead, I just had to post a photo. People, yeah, looks and sounds good. Thanks, Wayne. I was really wanting to know that. And Nate, I, that's true. You've told me before that holy matrimony is good. <laughs> thank you, Nate. Ronderick, thank you for showing up. You're a part of my vlog, Your Ministry course. We'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Give everybody an update. And then Britt, of course, Britt, she's been uh she's been a part of our church since day one. We absolutely love Britt. Okay. I already love Nina. I love the question you asked. Let's go through a little bit. So what we want to start out every single episode with is what are you learning? Like one of the things I learned when I was at California Baptist University, I really learned the culture of discipleship and the culture specifically of like one on ones. And a big thing that I always enjoyed was we'd always start out like, what is God teaching you right now? And we would ask that question once a week. We'd have to continue to ask. You know what that means? It means you need to be in your word. Yeah. You need to be like in fellowship so that you can have a new answer. So anyways, Jordan, what is God yeah. teaching you lately? Um, multiple things. Um, kind of all over the place. But the one I kind of wanted to touch on tonight is... Um, so on Tuesday night, I had group with, um, cultivate, which if you don't know what that is, that's the women's ministry at passion Creek church, which you should know what that is, but that's our church. Um, and so I had group and we're going through a study through propel and, um, Christine Kane, if you guys know who she is, um, huge into rescuing human traffickers and, uh, victims of, of human trafficking and all of that. Super great. Um, but the book we're going through right now is about passion. Um, and it was really cool. Passion Creek. <laughs> yeah. um, she just kind of, the point she made in like the communication was like, just because you're in an area of life that you're not necessarily like, that's not your main passion. Like, that's not mm -hmm. like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Doesn't mean you can't be passionate about it. Like God obviously has you in that season of life, in that stage for a reason. 
And so you can live passionately because you've got Christ. Like we can live passionately, passionately about anything. Um, and so she was challenging us to do that. And, and for me that like one of the questions it asked was like, have you ever tried to fake your passion? Like, mm-hmm. have you ever been doing something and you tried to fake it to make everyone think like that you were passionate about this thing? And I first was like, no, like, why would I do that? And then, you know, like it took me a little while and I thought about it and to preface this, cause it probably sounded like, I mean, yeah, you kind of took it funny when I said it. Yeah, I did. Um, but like when it comes to being a stay at home mom, like I love my kids so much. I love, love, love the opportunity that I have to stay home with them, to teach them, um, to raise them up in the way that they should go. Um, and all of that, like so, so blessed, thankful for how hard he works, um, to make that a possibility. And, um, but I don't like in my mind, I had a view of a stay at home mom and these are all the things that you should be doing. If you're a stay at home mom, like you should be doing crafts with them once a week, or you should be baking with them once a week. Or, and I you never know, had like, those expectations on you at all. No, and that's nothing. Yeah. Nothing he projected or, you know, anything like that. It's just in like my mind. Yeah. Or in society, like you just, I've, I guess I've seen people and shout out to my sister because she is totally that. And maybe I like felt like the, a comparison in a not so good way. And that's my fault because she's great. She's always baking and doing like super cute activities with her girls. And so I always kind of felt like that's what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And it kind of hit me um, that no, that may not be my number one passion. Like he, you know, I, well, I want to lead a women's ministry. Um, but in this season of life that I'm with my kids, like that's the most important work that I'm going to do. And so I can live passionately about that. And you're doing it your own unique way. Right. And I don't, but I do That's exactly. I don't have to do it the way a stay at home mom typical would do it. Yeah. Hashtag Sam. S A H M stay at home mom. How's that Sam? Where would it be? Sam? I, I just would never pronounce it. <laughs> you got me all nervous. There's like, an what H in there. The, why would you say <laughs> Sam? There's I don't know. Sam is S A M. Whatever. I just, I remember you used that hashtag one time. I was like, what is that? Oh, I do that? use that hashtag because I am a stay at home mom. like, oh, it's stay at home mom. Oh, that makes sense. And there's also. Psalm sounds weird. Help <laughs> me, guys. Sam is not a there's weird thing There's also W A H M. Work at home mom. Wham. <laughs> Wham, bam, slam, jam. Anyways, so that's what God's teaching you. Yeah. Point being, I can be a great stay at home mom in my own way. <laughs> yeah. So, and that means, well, we'll talk about a little bit what you've been doing more lately. Um, what God's been teaching me lately is the power of specific prayers. So I realized I was actually, uh, I had a lot of conversations with several people. One of them being another YouTuber, uh, Jason Mayfield. He's like, what are some specific prayers you're praying for right now? And I was really convicted because I always pray in generalities. God, I pray that you grow our church. God, I pray that you would help our families. And then I would, I would get specific about some people if there's like a really bad situation they're going through. But I realized like, wow, I haven't, I'm really challenging my faith and praying bigger prayers of like, God, I pray that you would grow our church to this size by this time and in this way. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But like, I think it's, I would rather err on the side of dreaming big and asking for big things right? than of just playing it safe and not asking God. So um, I've been reading through the gospels uh, this Christmas and just constantly Jesus is always saying, you have not because you ask not. And I really am fearful of like falling into that trap of 
um, they call it like prosperity gospel or whatever of like, oh man, just pray it and you'll receive it. Like I'd never want to do that. But the kind of here's like the way you make sure you don't fall into that trap is at the end of the day, Jesus is better. So I'm praying for these things because ultimately I want Jesus to be worshiped and glorified. And, oh yeah, I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I want Jesus to be glorified. And so he is better. In other words, if that answer doesn't come through, I'm okay. I'm emotionally stable because I still have Jesus and that's all I need. But because Jesus has so satisfied my life, I'm asking big prayers so that other people experience him the way that I've experienced him. So that's kind of like in a nutshell, some things I've been learning. So I've been writing down specific prayers. We've been praying specific prayers together as well. We kind of came up with a few things of like, yeah, wouldn't that be great if God did this? Yeah. And we're really praying one of our big prayers. Hopefully we give you guys great news in the future because we're praying really big things um, and we'll see. Yeah. And I think it's important to write those down too. Like, because God gets more glory that way. Yeah. I feel like if we don't write it down, you tend to forget like, oh, I, you know, like, oh yeah, I did ask God for that. But you know, like you can actually look back and be like, wow, on this day I wrote that. And then Mm -hmm. however long later that was answered. And I think it's so important to go back to that and then glorify God and then tell people about it. Like, hey, I said on this date that I wanted this and God exceeded our expectation or he changed it. But look at all the greatness now. Like I get a lot of flack. People are like, why did you put like a number of baptisms by a by a uh, you know a, a certain time, right. I'm like, well, why not? Like, why not? I'd rather be embarrassed, but I'm going for it than playing it safe. And I think yeah. that's a whole nother thing I probably want to talk about tonight. This whole tension that I'm recognizing. I'm let's just go into it. I'm doing a vlog your ministry <laughs> uh, course, which is not too late to sign up. Vlogyourministry.com, and it's really cool, Jordan. I like, you need to meet all the guys in there. Like, they're incredible people, and. Uh, it's just been really cool, unique relationships, but it's really funny because, you know, my dad, my dad, I grew up in a culture. If you wanted to do something, you better do it that day. Right. right. Like very much, you know, yeah. I'm not lying. No. Yeah. Like my dad decided to plant a church. So when I decided to plant my church, I'm trying to infuse all these things <laughs> I want to talk about today. When I decided to start Jesus's church, but it's the one that I wanted to shepherd. It took like a three year process. You have to go through an assessment. You have to answer all these questions. You have to be. Our marriage, they literally said before we, before I was able to plant a church, we had to go through marriage counseling Yeah, because they said our marriage seemed too good. Weird they, flex. Well, they like took us in different rooms too. Like they separated. It's it was very weird. It was scary. But they were saying like, you're too young. You haven't gone through enough. Guys, I planted my church at age 23, uh, which I turned 24 just two months later. But so even that, but there was so much of a prep process. My dad decided he's going to plant a church. And four months later, we started a church. And so I've always had that culture of just go for it and see what happens. And it's really interesting because I've seen a lot of people in my vlogger ministry course, which I'm very proud of them because they're signing up for this course. They're like, let's just do it. But other people I've talked to as well who have not signed up for it. They're like, I just don't know how to start. I, I don't know. I'm scared. I'm like, why not? Like, why? Just go for it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. But I'm see, I'm on the other side of that, though. Like mm-hmm. I'm the person you're yelling at to go for it because it took me almost three years to start the women's ministry that right. I know that, you know, I've been called to start. Yeah. And, and I, I just think if God called you to it, go for it. So fun day, this, today is December 13th. And that's a very special day for me, for us. <laughs> for wow. Us. Look at that. Selfish. <laughs> um, so December 13th, 2009, we were seniors in high school and I started the gathering. It was a once a month 
gathering of teenagers at our local Queen Creek High School Performing Arts Center. And it was just a service on Sunday night. Our first night I saw because it was on a time hop today. It was nine years ago today. It's crazy. We started. And I was a 17-year-old kid. And I was preaching terrible sermons that I ripped off of Louis Giglio. <laughs> and I have lots of pictures if anyone wants to see them. No. <laughs> and, like, it's just hilarious because I just – I'm look at it now. I'm like, how come people approve that? Like, how come my dad was like, yeah, go do it. <laughs> like, it was really a crazy show, but we had 30 people come to Christ that year. We had baptisms. Like we had God show up yeah. in crazy ways. And I think it's because it's almost like I didn't take myself too seriously. It's like, this is what God has called us to do. Let's go do it. Right. Which in context, I went to college. So then I had to end that, but it was a great thing senior year and God really showed up. And it was like a great picture for me of saying, okay, I need to put myself out there. I just need to do things for the kingdom. And I received a lot of fruit. And then what's really cool, so that was nine years ago today, three years ago today, which can you believe it's been three no. whole years? Three years ago today, we had our first preview and our only preview service for our church, December 19th, 2015. Wow. December 13th. Why did I just say, did I say 19th? December 13th, 2013. 15, oh my gosh. Twenty. <laughs> You know what? You know the day. Three years ago. Yeah, whatever three years ago was was from right (laughs) now. That's when it happened, and uh, it's just insane of like how much God has used it, how much God has like broken us over the last three years. Uh, The way ministry has gone, not how I pictured it. Yeah, I knew it'd be tough. Right, but I didn't know it'd be this tough. And I I just I love the breaking though because it's just funny. It's always a reminder like you're only as strong as just. It's not about how talented you are. It's about the spirit right. working through you. And just, man, I've just gotten humbled a lot in these last three years. What do you think I've learned the most in the last three years? I hopefully have become a better person since. For sure. Um, I felt like probably just relying um, on him, like knowing that it's not... I mean, like, you obviously have to put in effort and you have to do something, but it's ultimately not up to you. I know, like, in the beginning, like, you really struggled with, like, is anyone going to up? Oh, yeah. And I don't, I mean, it comes every now and then, but there's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's months in between those days that you have. But I went through, like, months of depression. Right. But it was a constant every week. You were like, oh, my gosh. You know, it was just, Mm -hmm. like, so. And so I I was validating my ministry by who was showing up. And there's some. There's some validity to that in the sense of, well, if you're if you can't get people to show up, then you probably shouldn't be well, doing this gig. Yeah. And but, I was getting people to show up. But yeah. But that's so I just I've learned a lot. Um, I've also learned that like, you know what I thought about this today? I spent a lot of my child. We're going to get to your questions. <laughs> I spent a lot of my childhood playing basketball. It was like my whole life. Yeah. And. I wish this isn't possible, but I wish instead of being a basketball player, I wish I spent my whole life growing up being a basketball coach. Do you know why? <laughs> no, because I I realize ministry is so much of hey, I'm trying to come up with what what works best for you and mobilizing you. Like ministry right. isn't about it's me. Not about you. It's not about showing up. It's about empowering others. But like in my mind, being a basketball player, it's I needed to have the best game. Right. Like I, we won by me showing up, but that's not how it works. Like, you know, yeah. okay. um, there's sense. a lot of things I learned in basketball, like work ethic and discipline and teamwork, but still there's that sense of, I wish I have a mind of a coach right away 
even growing up because I would have always thought others first. So in these last three years, I've really helped to start change my gear of like, it's, it's about our team. It's about our dream team. It's about how others are sharing Christ. Like that's the, that's the whole point of a church or else I would just have a YouTube channel. Right. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm kind of all over the place. Um, to yours. Yes. Jurgen, you're going to be in the blogger ministry, the second batch. Fantastic. Um, Andrew, yes, a live Q and Trey. You're you're supposed to watch all the questions. We'll I, answer one of the questions I now. Did. But I would say you've grown because, and we've talked about it a lot. You're even here right now. That's a big growth, and you're yeah. just putting yourself out there, recognizing because the pressure of a pastor's life is, hey, take care of the kids ministry, and you know, be the be the all. Like I was young as a church planner. You're young as a church planner's wife. Right. A lot of people don't think about that. Yeah. So you had to just kind of. So I feel like. We've really matured and we're able to step into a, a new season of really empowering others and having our insecurities not bog us down as much. Right. Yeah. Okay. I loved that question by Nina. Yeah. How did you know he or she was the person you wanted to marry? That Who wants was, to go first? Um, go ahead. That's a so good question. So my father knew before I knew <laughs> yeah. when I first – well. I actually have it in my sermon if you want to go check it out on the, on the podcast, podcast plug. But uh, when we first really talked, she walked through the doors of my church, yeah. junior year in high school, and then my dad pulled me aside and said, that's the girl you're going to marry. So that's how I knew. No, um, like my brother-in-law, he really romanticized. He has like, he he knows the moment when he was like, Paige was the one. For real? Yeah. He When I told him I was going to ask you to marry me, he's like, oh, great. He's like a really emotional <laughs> person. He's like, tell me the moment you knew. And I felt terrible because I didn't know the moment. Okay. Is that bad? No, that makes me feel better because I don't either. Okay, good. <laughs> it was like, I like you. You like me. We both smell pretty good. Let's hang well, out. Like, and I feel like we dated for so long. I mean, obviously not like 10 years or anything, but we dated for a long time before we got engaged and then we had a short engagement and got married. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I feel like it was, it just, after so many years, it was just like, if I'm with him this long, I mean, I'm obviously going to marry him. I'm so encouraged. I wouldn't just be dating him for three, four, five years for no reason. Yeah. That's kind of how it was where every, and this is how I think the will of God works. And well, I'm going to okay. talk about it on Sunday. Cause we're talking about how Jesus is the light of the world. I feel like we want to get in our car and we want Jesus to be our head, our beam lights. Is that the right? Headlights. Headlights. <laughs> I never know how to call anything. That that shows you the entire path all the way to your destination where you can see the whole thing. Right. That's not how God works. So I don't know the science behind it, but it's like what? Like 50, 20 yards ahead of you, the light, like you can really see right. in your car. Yeah, whatever it is. And that's kind of how it was in our relationship. I knew that this was good for us to date. And every date's potential mate. The intention was, I want to see if I want to marry this girl. Right. Obviously. But we were just like, we're in high school. Like, we that was weird to like, hey, I'm going to marry you. Yeah. We were just high school kids. I do. I will say, if I had to point out a time, like, not like a date time, but like a time frame, it would probably be because we were long distance. Like, being able to do yeah, long that distance was like the, really kind of, yeah, it, like they always say long distance, it either makes or breaks your relationship. Right. You either figure out if you can communicate and work through things or you can't. And mm-hmm. so if I had to say, that's probably what was just like, okay, yeah, this works. You know, we work. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And you kind of got a picture of what the rest of your life would be because when I was at CBU, I was going to Disneyland. For real? I was living my life. Every weekend. <laughs> and then Jordan While was, I was at home. at home. And that's kind of what happens now because anytime that's I get true. asked to go to places and the vlog has created opportunities to do that, they only have enough money to pay for just me. Yeah. But that was what's so cool about our Missouri trip. I was so, so happy fun. that Jordan was able to come along. Yeah. That was a really fun vlog if you haven't seen that yet. But yeah, anyways. So yeah, that's kind of the story. I hope that brings people encouragement because yeah, it's just that's kind of how life works. Like for us, it was just one step at a time and our headlights always showed, hey, this is the next step. This is the next step that we're taking with each other. And then one day it was like really obvious. It was like, yeah, I'm going to marry her. Like I never really thought of any, anything else. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that's kind of our story. It was really funny when I was, uh, when I did see her, we had Sunday school hour and I was so obnoxious. I was quoting scripture. I was telling jokes during Sunday school. Poor Fred Coates. He was, wasn't it Fred teaching? <laughs> yeah. He goes to our church now. We love the Coates. Fred right before Stacy. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, here's this answer. Here's that answer. Oh, I bet Fred was so annoyed with you. Oh, he, but he still yeah. goes to our church today. So um, to answer someone's question, is this really live? Yes, it is. Boom. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, anyways, was there the is next there one questions? you wanted? Somebody There's asked, what is more. Vlog Your Ministry? Just a real quick, I don't want to plug it too much. Is our kid okay? She's you screaming. Check on her? Go ahead and talk about Vlog Your Ministry. I'm Vlog Your Ministry. I just decided I've spent the last two years really understanding how to vlog, especially kind of vlogging my life, but also what I'm doing as a church planner. And so I realized that a lot of church planners and just pastors or just Christians in general, they don't take the step of vlogging because they just feel like it's so much work. It's so much to process. And so I decided I'm going to take my two years of experience and kind of condense it and package it together for people who are wanting to do it as well and saying, Hey, I hope you understand camera tricks and editing. I want to help you understand how to create different pieces of content. I've created at least main, usually for the most part, I've, I've produced at least three pieces, three videos a week for the last two years. So I've proven that I know how to make consistent content. So I'm really passionate about, cause I've just seen so much fruit. And let me just, let me talk about this real quick. This is a question that has really bothered me lately. And, and I don't, I love all the people who've asked it. So it's has nothing to do. I, I don't know. Like, I think it's a legitimate question, but the more and more I get it asked, the more I'm like, okay, whatever. People keep asking, okay, it's great that you're vlogging your ministry, but how is it helping your local church? And I am passionate about helping the local church. I think, I mean, if my local church doesn't make it, then none of this is going to work, right, at all. Like, I don't have anything to vlog. So totally understand the essence of that question. However, I realize, I think a lot of us have to realize that God loves to use us to grow fruit on other people's trees. And for me, I find so much joy um, even just uh, a couple weeks ago, somebody said, Hey, I got baptized. And a large part of it was because of your podcast. They didn't get baptized at my church. They don't live in the same state, but I praise God because it's all about the kingdom. And I want to be a part of those stories. Even if it doesn't happen in my local church, I want to be a blessing to as many people as possible. So like for me, I would probably vlog my ministry. Even if I knew the majority of the blessings would be outside of my four walls because I just am so I'm obsessed with the kingdom that I think you know you reap what you sow God will take care of us so that's just a little quick thing but yeah so it's an online course six sessions and then depending on what package you get I like meet with you one-on-one or you're in our cohort zoom call it's fun um okay the question 
What advice would you give someone if they were going through a good time in life? I know you probably get the other side of that question, but I feel like both questions are equally important. That is a good question. Do you want to answer that? Um, praise him. You know, yeah. like you praise him in the good times, you praise him in the bad times. If you can only praise him in the good times, then you're definitely not going to be able to praise him in the bad times. You know, does that make sense? Use your blessings to bless other people. Yeah. So never use any anything God's given you. It's always, it's always to give to away. give to somebody yeah. else. And so I would just say, thank you, God, for I would praise him every day. God, thank you for the season. And um, we've had what's funny is like for us, like when we define our good times, our marriage is in a good time. But a lot of other things in our life is in a bad time. So usually it's not that cut and dry. Right. Yeah. There's seasons for everything. And you're always going to be in one. Like it's going to be, you're going to be high and then you're going to be low. Like you're just going to float back and forth. It's just how life works. Okay. Emily, you just brought it to a whole nother level. I'm so happy right now. She says, Hey, communitray. I hope everyone's having a wonderful night. <laughs> community, communitray. Oh gosh. <laughs> Shout out to Emily Handler, one of my Patreon supporters. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think you just praise him. And uh, Jesus is better than the good times, and he's better than the bad times. Yeah. My phrase really does work in all of life. Sure. <laughs> if you just need to live, understand that he's better. Guys, I need you to pump in more questions. Um, there's another one. How have you two managed having kids in terms of your marriage? Has it been hard? Who was that? What's his face? <laughs> oh, that's real nice. No, that's what his name is. Oh, is it really? <laughs> I thought that was so great. <laughs> yeah, okay okay what's his face so i guess i'll answer that for you <laughs> that wasn't very nice i already forgot the question because i was so pumped about me saying that how i think you 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 need to answer that um it it definitely has its challenges it's not it's not easy i don't think it would ever be easy for anyone no matter how great your marriage is before you have kids um kids are work there's <laughs> so much work yeah and maybe one is easy for the mom to handle by herself, like 100%. But when you add two and three, I can't do it all. And so mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'm just going to toot my own horn. But with Faith, I, he required nothing of him. Like he helped and did things. But I, I mean, let's be honest. How many poopy diapers did you change of Faith's? probably you can count them on one hand no. and that's not to say like you know i'm not bad talking you but i'm just saying like i was totally fine doing it like it yeah. wasn't a big deal like if you asked me i did it yes exactly but it wasn't like we split it 50 50 you know like i just did it because i enjoyed doing it um but as we got more kids i just I couldn't handle up. it all i've had to step up a lot more and so i think that was that's probably been the biggest tension between adding kids in the marriage is him still having that mindset of this is how it was with the faith. So he thinks I'm a superwoman and that I don't need help and not, not the case. She tells me that a lot. She's always like Trey, like, cause I like compliment you. I'm like, you were killing the game. You're killing the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love it. Like everything you're doing is great. Our kids, just the other day, I told I told Faith, and I think I have part to do on this one, but I said, yeah. Faith, that was so sweet of you. You're always there for me. And she said, no, 
God is always there for you. <laughs> I was like, yes. But I don't know. You, Yeah, I just see competence in that area of motherhood. Worst compliment I ever gave you was like, man, you're a good wife, but wow, you're a good mother. And you're like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> yeah, don't ever tell don't your ever wife tell. that. But yeah, so, but you always tell me, Trey, I'm not like I, like, I, I don't want the, him I to appreciate view, the compliment, yeah. but don't let that be an excuse if you're not going to help anymore. Right. Like, oh, she's got it under control. So therefore, I'm only going to help if I'm asked to help. There's a lot of guys help in, even when she doesn't ask for it. There's a lot of guys in our church that I look up to in the sense of how they step up and help their kids. Um, and I get convicted of that. But like a lot of times. So like tomorrow night we have our Christmas party and it's hard for me because I have to be like the host. I have to create and like yeah, help organize everything and make sure everybody like I'm trying to make sure nobody's alone. And then I got my three kids running around like crazy. Two of them. Well, yeah. So yeah. stuff like that gets really hard where it's like, okay, I get that you over there, you're taking care of your child, but I need to take care of kind of everybody in a sense. So then it puts you, it puts a lot of pressure on you on those big events. Yes. The events are hard. Very events hard. are hard, but we love them. Yes, they're so fun, but they're hard on me single momming it for the evening in a public place and controlling three kids who range from almost four to one and a half to four months old is just not an easy thing to do. Um, but I think one reason why our marriage hasn't suffered as much as maybe it could have is because we make an effort to put each other first. And we've talked about that before. Yeah. And you're very, very honest with me. That's true. And in a, in a loving way, though. Yeah, I'm not rude. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he needs it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm not good. afraid to tell him. Communication and expectation. Yeah. It goes back to that. Like those two things are. Guys, in February, we're going to do a, a marriage and parenting series for our church. I'm so excited. Just a random thing. I was just trying to... I don't know. You're getting a message with somebody and I'm swiping up. I don't want you to read it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, Trey, my brother. Hey, Tanner. How do you handle the life of being a pastor and what advice do you both give for a couple in the ministry? I guess we... He asked, he asked that a while ago. That kinda oh, okay. answered, We kind of answered a little kinda, bit. But yeah. the life of being a pastor, you're in the spotlight a lot. You need to be on your A game, but it's weird because you don't want to be fake. You want to be genuine, but you have to have character. Uh, and people always say you show your character like on the golf course. If you're having a bad game, you still have to be joyful. And so like on Sunday mornings, there are times where everybody's flustered. And I realize as a pastor, as a leader of anything, people will never go above you. So like in terms of if excitement, if I'm not excited, I've created a ceiling where no one else is, can be as excited. Thankfully, I have a lot of energy. So I'm excited yeah. on a lot of days. But there's been several Sundays where I'm like, I just, I'm not feeling it. I'm really discouraged right now. I thought there'd be more people here today. So learning how to just, it's not being fake. It's you preaching to your heart and saying, I'm counting all joy today. And I'm grateful for those who are coming. And guess what? We're opening up God's word. There's people all around the world who don't have this privilege. And just realizing that and then making a big, big deal about it. Yeah. There's a book I'm reading right now. I really want to get more into it. It's called uh, The Power of the Moment or something like that. Remember yeah. I was telling you? Yeah, that sounds... Moment. It's all about how, how do you make moments. And as a leader, most people in life are like, oh, that was a great moment. But we don't orchestrate our moments. To me, as a pastor, you are the one, your call as a leader is to make moments in people's lives. So in my sermons, I need to make a moment to where they feel, wow, it just hits them and they're just, they're overwhelmed with God's love. 
on baptisms. I need to really allow this to be a moment for them, really tell them the significance of what's happening in their life. So really pastors are moment makers, which I think is kind of really cool. Yeah. And there's several ways to make moments. And I'm reading that book. I'm not done with it at all, but I'd love to talk about it on the podcast when I'm done. But that's something I'm enjoying and thinking about. My brother-in-law, bring him up again. He's one of the best at making moments. Yeah. When I was in Israel, he, everything he realized, let's, he was literally, he'd always say, let's sit in this moment. Like, let's think about this moment here. And I always was like, okay, John, that's one of his things he always <laughs> says. But now I'm like, wow, he would literally create a mood. And right. he would say, and it wasn't, to me at first I thought, oh, we're just faking. No, it's not fake. It's realizing this is a great moment here. Let's stop and reflect. I'm kind of going on a tangent. It's probably not even answering that yeah, question at all. I, yeah. But it's something I want to talk about. That's what podcasts are for, right? Well, that's because you have such a go-go personality. So mm-hmm. you don't like stop taking. But he asked like a couple. I was going to hit on that. Like how it relates to the couple. Yeah. Both of you. Just don't put expectations, like unrealistic expectations on each other. Like... Or stick up for the other when unrealistic expectations are put on them by the people of the church. Yes. Like your wife should be leading the children's ministry and should be doing all the things. Like, cause mm-hmm. that is always a thing. And so for him to say, oh yeah, Jordan, you need to do that versus this is what my wife is gifted in. And this is, what, you know, this is the way she's going to serve. I feel like right. sticking up for each other. Each other comes first over your ministry. Amen. Okay, we can move on. Boom. Um, Wayne, you brought up a good point. He said, make sure you have help like at those events. Um, I'm sure you have help, but don't forget to delegate and recruit help during events. And then someone yeah. else asked to just go grab Trinity. Just I'll go grab Trin. We're trying to see if Trin's a cool nickname. Jacob McClarney, you said, how do you approach leading volunteers? Uh, so in my, like on those big fun events, especially a lot of our events lately, have just been like uh, just kind of boosting morale. My main job isn't to... Like I have a whole team that sets it up and they're bringing the food and all that, but I just am busy talking to people, you know? And so I would hate to be, you know, what the cool thing about making your own church is you get to make the church you'd want to attend. And I would always want a church that has the pastor kind of getting to know everybody and being nice to everybody. So that's kind of what I mean by that. How do you leave volunteers? So we have a few tactics. Uh, we have to have Mac Lake actually has a YouTube channel. Go check him out, Mac Lake. He's helped us with kind of building a volunteer system. It's always been my weakness. I don't think that way. And I've always wanted an administrative like pastor to come alongside of us. Um, but when you actually look at the our church and the ratio, we have a lot of people serving. Yeah, we really do. It's awesome. And so for me, my main job is to inspire them and to motivate them and just encourage them and cheer them on. So once a quarter, we have Dream Team rallies. It's where uh, we just put on an event for them and it's like eating and all this stuff. So this Christmas party is like a dream team rally where it's like, hey, we're going to have a photo booth together. Uh, we're going to do white elephant gift exchange. We're going to have s'mores. Like we're just going to have fun with each other's company and just enjoy each other. And then usually I do a little spiel about here's like where God is leading us. Here's the direction we're going. Here's some great things happening in our church. Here's the things we're looking forward. It's always casting vision. And something I've actually realized as a leader very recently, it's been a while since I've really casted our vision at our church. And uh, that makes a difference. And I realize, uh, I think it's Andy Stanley says vision leaks. If you're not constantly reminding your people, here's why we're here. Here's the mission that we have. We easily drift away from it. And our volunteer starts to get burnt out because we forget why we're doing it in the first place. So my job is the why. I'm cheerleading. You're doing great. Thank you so much. My job isn't necessarily, here's how you need to do what you're doing. That's for the team leaders in each part of the organization. But my job is once a quarter dream team rallies, 
once a quarter uh, dream team huddles. We call our volunteers dream teams. So huddles are, hey, kids ministry, here's this thing that we want you to learn about. The huddles are the teaching like moments. Training, yeah. Trainings. Uh, another thing I like to do with my volunteers is invite whoever wants to be a part of it. I make those workshops that I upload on YouTube. So teaching them how to communicate, teaching them how to lead. Uh, I think like instilling in them, I want to teach in such a way that they can take this also in their workplace, not just here. Here's how you can help us at our church is, Hey, here's how you lead in any area of an organization you're part of. And this definitely works as a church member, right? but also just works as a great human. Yeah. I think that really helps. You want to, you want to add to that? Or anything? Um, Diana, she said, glad to hear more from Jordan. Everybody's glad to hear more from you. You know? Yeah. Glad to be more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know if there's not any more, we'll be done. Oh, it was does. there anything else you wanted to talk about? Jordan? Um, talk about your 90 day thing. My goodness. Um, <laughs> Trinity's making it. She's so cute. Yeah, so I was listening to a podcast um, today, and it was talking about how you're distracting me. Um, it was talking about well, the podcast I listened to last week is um, a whole other subject that would be kind of a cool podcast to talk about. Um, but it's called Core Four, and so there's four different like areas of life. Um, but so you pick a main goal within those four areas, and then you set. Okay, 90 days what are the out. What four areas? Um, body, being, business, and what's the other B? Body, being, business, and. I forgot. It's it has it's to do with. really important, though. Like, uh, it's the, like, working out. That's body. Oh, that's body. I don't know. Anyways, I forget. <laughs> One of the subjects. Yeah, just move on anyways okay so there's four and you pick a main goal like you want to accomplish this within this category um in 90 days and then you break down obviously like so in order to get to that goal what do i need to do in 30 days what do i need to do in 60 days to make that 90 day goal um and so you do that four times a year obviously because it's three months um but it was just kind of really cool like so you write it all down like and it's like tangible goals like things that you can that's like measurable, it's, if yeah. that makes sense. It's not like, oh, I want to be a better person. Well, how do you measure? I mean, obviously, sort of measure that. Like, are you doing good things? Whatever. But it's like, you know, tangible stuff. Like, I want to lose this much weight in the body category. Or I want to be eating healthy in this area, you know, for whatever. Like, it's got to be like tangible things, um, goals. And then as you like go, then you're slowly changing habits. And you're right. becoming... Um, disciplined like for me i was not a morning person i was not even a night person you know how there's like morning people Middle and there's ground. like night owls no i like to sleep in and go to bed early yeah i just like sleep um but i think i've always kind of struggled with discipline is that like terrible but like i Most i have do. great like oh i want to do yes i have like great intentions like want to do all these really cool things but when it comes down to the day-to-day -day grind of doing the things to get that done i struggle so bad mm -hmm. um but i'm like have become i'm becoming a morning person and by doing that i am becoming more disciplined in all of life. all everything uh i'm 
more all around joyful, like just just all the different things. And so it's been really like She's a life changer for me. Like I've just she wakes up every day at five a.m. or yeah, four thirty, four thirty or five, just depends. Yeah, and then goes and has quiet time for an hour, and then works out for forty minutes, and then makes me breakfast no, like, just clean up the house and stuff before the kids get ready and, or get up and, and you yeah. have your energy drink i want to I devote do. uh Ooh, maybe right after christmas like getting into the new year we'll talk about like your new habits you're creating okay and kind That'd of like goal setting and so that's actually how i lead my staff as well as you have quarterly goals okay what is what do you want god to do in the next 90 days how are you going to achieve those things and then i was taught by matt adair okay now you figure out once every two weeks okay two weeks has gone by how am i any closer you know if you're supposed right. to lose 10 pounds in 90 days two weeks went by and you gained three pounds you need to change because all of a sudden if you like, don't what did I do think for about that to it happen? in 90 days you're gonna wake up and you didn't reach that goal so it's small Which, increments along it's the way. okay to not reach the goal like it's not like oh i didn't reach that goal at my 90 day mark okay this sucks and i'm not gonna do anything yeah, you anymore become a better person yes like even if you don't hit that goal you're obviously so much closer to it than you were 90 days ago right yeah so we'll get into that on another episode yeah yeah that'll be good that's just a lot that's packed in seriously thank you guys so much for tuning in um yeah so actually uh this this is Trinity. I saw they said Sayla's yeah, so cute. Although hi, Sayla Trinity. is very cute. Sayla is adorable. And but so Sayla is Trinity. Is a stinker. They're all oh, yeah. they're triple people at my family reunion. They're identical. Like, you have triplets just put hair on this child and she looks exactly like the other two. I know. It's so stinking cute. I'm glad because it's a it's a cute thing. It's not like, oh great, we got another ugly yeah. one. <laughs> we were gonna be very honest about that too. Like we're we're gonna talk to each other if we kinda had this yeah. is really mean. I don't want to end on this note, but our kids are adorable. He brought it up. It's not about looks. Nothing's well. Looks are nice. <laughs> Just, they're they're cute. they're a bonus. They have cute personalities too. Yes, their personalities are what we care about most. Well, and she's just just now her personality is starting to come out. So let yeah. us know. Let us know if you like the live yeah. format a little better. I like yeah. it because I don't have to edit. It's just done. <laughs> it's true. So that was really fun. I, I love I like interacting with you guys. Too. So hopefully maybe this is a thing we'll do on Thursday nights. Um, yeah, it's okay, Britt. We're all tired right now. <laughs> uh, working hard, playing the game. So uh, yeah, I hope you guys let us know. Give us some feedback. If you enjoyed this, make sure you subscribe to my podcast, Ministry Podcast. Just look up Trey Van Camp. I'm so pumped. I'm on Spotify now. Woo. Oh, Spotify. Cool. Took me like two years to finally get accepted into the club, but I'm anyone in the club. else anyone else not on the Spotify bandwagon? Okay. You're so weird. Spotify's where it's I at. I just don't get it. It's where it's at. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. We will talk very soon. Make sure you watch the rest of my Vlogmas episodes. Tomorrow will be fun because it's our Christmas party. I've got 25 days straight. I'm I'm literally recording them and editing them the day of and putting it out that night of the I just anyways, it's a mess. But any last words? No. This is super fun. Thank you, you for guys tuning are in. Awesome. You guys are so I love my communitray. <laughs> or the van campers. <laughs> or I don't know. Uh, you guys are awesome. Remember, everything we do is to inspire and inform the dreamers and doers that Jesus is better. <laughs>